Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The, uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, Holler at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. Shooter Pass is back. We got some article selections made by Ken. He will pre he will be presenting them, and I will decide if we're gonna discuss it, shoot the rock, or skip it all together and pass. Ken, what do you got this week? Uh, all right. So we got four more uh, articles this week. Um, it's ranging a little bit everywhere. Uh, we're going to talk some MLS if you want. We're going to talk some U.S. men's national team um, twice. And then uh, we're going to talk some World Cup. Uh, you ready? I am ready. All right. So um, first thing uh, that I want to hear your opinion on, I want to hear if you want to shoot or pass this, um, is we've we've been covering the uh, MLS new apple deal mm -hmm. and some of the pitfalls that go along with that right so we talked about um the new pricing we talked about like you know how it's behind that paywall on uh apple right now and all the subsequent things that are coming with that um one of the things is the lack of broadcast television that is going to happen as a result of that for mls Mm -hmm. um, and the reports that are coming out that ESPN is unlikely to renew in any sort of way um, with the MLS to broadcast games on actual television. Um, do you want to shoot or pass this and give a take? Shoot it. All right. Uh, what you got on ESPN being unlikely to renew uh, their MLS TV deal? Of course, they're trying to get the fuck up out of there because you don't move their shit to Apple. <laughs> and <they're> like, <laughs> how is that gonna work, bro? These are all competing services. Like we know this. Like, you know, originally when everybody was trying to get out of cable, you know, we were like, I just want to watch this channel or that channel. Now everybody's like, all right, since everybody wants their own shit, we taking our shit and we're going to paywall our content on our service. And if you want our content, then you're going to have to come get it on our service. And this just makes perfect sense. If MLS now has a deal with Apple TV, ESPN is not tied up over there. They're tied up with Disney. How is that branding going to work out with like Apple's going to want to promote their brand and the content that is being streamed on ESPN? And ESPN is going to be like, no, we want to promote ESPN. It's just it's just like a business mess as far as like branding and likeness and images and all that type of shit. So, of course, they want to get up out of there. They's like, you over there with Apple now. Go ahead and be over there. And that's just is what it is. That's just how business works. Um, this is some of that fine detail that I didn't see when this was originally announced. I was super excited about the Apple deal and being able to watch my team uh, in the same place at the same time. Uh, but now it's like, oh, 
no more linear TV. Uh, good luck. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we'll see what happens with this one, man. But uh, yeah, it's getting dicey, bro. Getting dicey real quick. Yeah, I mean, I remember like when we when we were talking about this, somebody actually like when this first came out, somebody actually uh, blocked me on Twitter because they were like uh they were like yeah 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 like somebody actually blocked me on twitter because they were like uh, well i said that i don't know how this is going to work out for linear broadcasting because like once you sign with apple like apple don't have tv stations right right right. so like how is this all going to work and he was like of course they're going to sign deals and like it's like 250 million to start and like at the end of it it's going to be like 350 400 million because like the TV uh channels are going to sign up to show this on broadcasting and i was like you got okay, it bro okay bro yeah like okay, bro, you got it you got it bro <laughs> like and he blocked me so it's like i don't know man like i think this is like the worst kept like if you know anything about business and like, this is a lot of like, what is the content we do is try to educate people around like the business side of the game. Like you, you knew this was coming in some way, shape or form. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're a hundred percent right about that. All right. Um, let's see. Do you want to talk a little U S men's national team, not world cup? Maybe. Do you want to talk a little U.S. men's national team head coaching right now? Or yes. Do you want to talk some pure <laughs> shoot it. World Cup? Shoot it, shoot it, okay. shoot it. Okay. So um, after the World Cup, uh, the jury is out on Greg Berhalter. Um, I guess if you look at the absolute bare minimums of what he was asked to do, uh, he kind of did that. Like, I mean, we didn't win our World Cup qualifying, but we did get into the World Cup, which, you know, is basically what he was charged with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very, very tight towards the end, but we made it through to the knockout rounds, which was like another prerequisite of what he was asked to do. Um, but shit didn't look pretty at all, bro. Like, it was a struggle. Um, It was a whole bunch of struggle bars this whole time. And he didn't cover himself in glory with a lot of the coaching decisions he made, uh, both along the way in qualifying and during the World Cup, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, there are rumors out there that um, Greg Berhalter is set for another four-year contract uh from the u.s soccer federation um so my question to you uh first do you want to shoot or pass this shoot and my question to you is does greg berhalter deserve another four years as u.s men's national team manager and if not what would your biggest complaint about his coaching over the past couple of years be? I try not to answer questions with questions, but I feel like I need to answer this question with a question. And that question is, 
do U.S. men's national team fans deserve four more years of Greg <laughs> Peralta? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, because oh, does he deserve another four years? I don't know. It's up for debate. Did he hit his targets? I guess. If only just barely, but he hit them. So uh, that plus, you know, who are you going to get to take the job anyway? Who is going to be the right fit? You know, I see a bunch of people swirling around Jesse Marsh like, oh, try to get Jesse Marsh, try to get Jesse Marsh. I'm like, Jesse Marsh would absolutely not work. Like, have you do you if you watch Jesse Marsh, if you know who he is, then you should also know that he's going to play a pressing style that we cannot sustain on our men's national team. Like, what are you talking about? Plus, we don't even have the time to, like, work that out anyway. So it, it's just whatever. That shit don't make no sense in real life. But go ahead and tweet. Uh, so there's that. So who do you get to come in anyway? And who's going to be able to work with the talent that we have from around the world? Uh, Reimagine the system that we can play and, you know, get the most production out of our best talent when they're on the U.S. men's national team. I don't know. Nobody knows. All you can do is try shit until it works or it doesn't. Um, I don't think Greg Berhalter works, but I don't think he's horrible either. I think he's just super middle of the fucking road MLS manager. And, you know, he's doing about as well as can be done for the level that we're all at right now as as a sporting entity and him as a coach um we have some super talented players we know this they're playing on some of the best clubs in the world and they're producing in many cases but getting that to translate for the u.s men's national team where the talent gaps from position to position are very very different you know, Weston at Juventus is Weston at Juventus because he doesn't have to carry anybody else, right? Yeah. If anything, he might be being carried. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on the U.S. men's national team, he's got to carry people. And yeah. that's true for a lot of players in their positions. Like, that's a very different thing. And until you yeah. get a system that helps everybody flourish in the best way possible for their ability and their position and make all of that gel, it's just going to be more of the same where... You know, we're expected to go to the World Cup. We're expected to get out of the group stage and we're expected to get our ass trounced in the knockouts. Like we got to get to that next level where we are going deep in the World Cup every four years. And I don't know who can do that. Um, I know it's I'm pretty certain it's not Greg Berhalter, but I also don't. I can understand why he would not be viewed in the same way from this, you know, U.S. soccer federation's perspective and they would give him another four years because like what are you going to do so yeah man i'll leave it there i'm just going to say i really want to see us do not just okay in 2026 like i want to see us in at least the semifinal in 2026 like we're at home bro you you have to figure that shit out somehow some way uh greg go get you some fucking uh, mentorship from somebody in the world <laughs> I, like I don't know bro but figure that shit out like we should at least make the semis in 2026 that should be the standard 
bro. Uh, I think, I think you brought up a really interesting point that nobody's talking about. And that is like the real differences between club soccer and like international soccer. And yeah. like, you can have top players on your team that play like at some of these top clubs in the world. But like, if they ain't out here, like carrying those teams, like it's a different phenomenon when you come back and like you a passenger at one of the top clubs in the world. And then you come back to your national team and you have to be the dude. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, that is a, that is a very interesting point that like, I don't think a lot of people bring up and like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know who we could bring in that would actually like want this job, like to be that. fair. Right. <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, yeah, we'll just see how this Greg Berhalter shit plays out. Um, yeah. do you want to, uh, do you want to talk more U.S. men's national team or do you want to talk a little World Cup right now? World Cup. Okay. So um, it's kind of leveled off now, but very early on in the World Cup, um, we saw some outrageous like stoppage times, right? Like mm. at the end of first halves, at the end of the game. Um, it'd be unfair to call them outrageous because like, actually it would be unfair to call them outrageous because, um, FIFA had put out this new mandate where the ref stops the clock on his watch at the, at every throw in every time someone goes down for a foul, you know, Mm -hmm. basically the mandate is like, you know, we want real time to be reflected on that 45 minutes right Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. studies have come out and shown that like you know in other like leagues like you know just the way it generally happens now 45 minutes is really only about 36 or 37 minutes of play Mm -hmm. and then you throw on that casual two three minutes of stoppage time or whatever and you still don't get your full 45 so mm-hmm. FIFA was like, fuck it. We want our full 45 every half. It's kind of leveled off now because players understand, like, you know, when they get fouled, like, you know, get the fuck up. Let's go. Yeah. Um, like, you know, when the ball goes out for a throw in or a corner, like, you know, you can walk if you want to. Like, you're still going to be playing that at the end of the 45. <laughs> right. Um, so my question to you um, is shooter pass. Do you like this new mandate? And would you like to see it expanded to other leagues? Shoot or pass? Shoot. Uh, do I like it? I think so. Uh, on, on initial thought, it's like, yeah, there is a lot of wasted time for you know, general soccer shenanigans that we've just accepted as a part of the game. And we don't really examine how much of playtime is actually lost in these moments. Um, so I get it. I, I understand why FIFA would say, look, it's the World Cup. We're really trying to, you know, increase the... um the visibility like not like it's not visible but you really want to make 
this the absolute premier sporting showcase in the world, period. Bar none, doesn't matter the sport. Like, this is the thing. And for that reason, you want to make sure that every second is used um, and exploited, really, is the word, um, to the best of your ability. So accounting for all of these stoppages and making sure that that time is added back in and your players are playing a full 45-minute half, despite what may happen outside of, you know, things that you can predict, um, add it back on and you have to play it regardless. So it keeps everybody honest in the game and say, hey, you know, you can take that little breather role if you want to when you get fouled, but, you know, take <laughs> take 10 seconds instead of 30 and 40 because <laughs> that shit is going to be added back on. So yeah. it's on you. You going to run it now or you going to run it later? You take yeah. your pick but you're still going to run it. So I understand, but, and I, I think I like it on the surface, but I also also can see how, you know, situations like we're seeing in this World Cup, especially as knockouts right now, you got 10 minutes of added time, bro. You already played uh, uh, to a 0-0 in regular time. Then you got to play extra time. And you're adding on after all of these periods. So you have uh, four, uh, you have seven and eight added on after the first half. You have another seven added on after the second half. Then you got to play an extra time period. That's another five added on to seven. And then you got to play the second. You're still at nil nil. You got to play another eight because <laughs> everybody's getting yeah. subbed off and people cramping and you run ragged. And now you got to go kick penalties. Like, yeah, bro, that's rough. So, you know, there there's never going to be a perfect solution, I don't think, um, just like, you know, these games ending up in penalties, you know, because it's the World Cup and you see some of your favorite teams going out sad on penalties and not everybody's discussing penalties like, oh, I don't think this is the way it's like, listen, it's sport, man. At the end of the day, somebody has to win. So you just got to go out and win. Don't leave it to none of this shit. Don't let it get to that point. Um, sometimes it's going to happen. And when that happens, you just got to take the dice roll as it comes. So it's never going to be perfect. Somebody still has to win no matter what. So I like it on the surface, but I can definitely see how it's going to be problematic at some pivotal moments in some games. Word. Yeah. Uh, I like it on the surface, too. Um, Like, especially as a player, like, I mean, I only play rec league. But when I tell you, nigga, like when we like when we're winning and like if it's like a tight game, I am the king of shithousing, bro. (laughs) I do everything like I I have literally cleaned the ball off with my jersey. Like the ref's been like one minute left. The ball rolled out like I uh, I had to throw it back in. I cleaned the ball because I mean, like he's not counting. Like, you know, like, uh, there's been a whole bunch of stuff I've done, like on free kicks, man. Like I'll stand back there. Like, I'll just wait a couple moments. Like if we went in, like, I'll just stand back there. He looking, fan somebody else over to ultimately take the free kick, you know, just like killing time. And I mean, like, you know, like you can get away doing that bullshit on like, you know, in like rec league or whatever, cause the refs are shit. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to see that shit on TV, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand his gamesmanship or whatever, but like that's what the technology and that's what all the ref training is for. 
Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I totally respect your point about like, you know, how like all the time gets added on and how it can turn the game like a lot longer, like, especially like, you know, especially when it's happening, like during knockouts and shit like that, you got to get penalties, but you're right, man. Fucking win the game. You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah, like I, uh, I like it too. All right. So the last thing uh, that we want to get to is back to the U.S. men's national team. Um, And there is a debate coming out um, about how the, well, there seems to be universal agreement that for the U.S. men's national team to get better, they need to play tougher competition than what's in CONCACAF, like Mm. throughout the cycle. Do you agree with that? Hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, given that, um, there is now like, you know, how social media gets, there's now become this discussion on if the U S should try to get into Copa America, which is the giant tournament for central and South American teams, Mm -hmm. or if they should appeal to play in the UEFA nations league which is the European style, um, which is, well, which is the European tournament tournament for UEFA, um, mm-hmm. all the European countries. Um, first off, what do you think the chances are that the U.S. could get into A, Copa America, B, um, the UEFA Nations League, and C, well, yeah, and then B, which one do you think they would do better in? So one, which one do you think they would have a more real chance of getting in, Copa America or UEFA? And two, which one do you think they would have a better chance of performing in? Uh, shoot or pass? Shoot. Right. Uh, I feel like they would have a very good chance of getting into Copa America. That uh-huh. just makes sense. Yeah. North, Central, and South America. Change the name up a little bit to Copa Americas. <laughs> That's it. You're good to go. Uh, or just leave it. Like, I mean, it's North, Central, and South America. Boom. Everybody's yeah. in. Let's see who got the juice. Um, you wait for Nations League, long shot. Like, long, 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 long shot. Which just makes sense. Like, you got to keep the integrity of the organization together. You don't want to just be doing shit because the U.S. needs help. That's just not how it works. Yeah. Um. So yeah, long shot shouldn't even be a conversation to be honest. But I mean, Cotter has a World Cup, so there's that. Yeah. Internet. Uh, internet. Yeah. And then, uh, which one do they have a better shot of winning? Um. I mean, it would have to be Copa America just because they can get in it. You can't win a competition that you're not even in. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so there's that. But yeah. Um. I've that would help a lot, I think, because now you have to go see that Argentina. You have to see that Brazil um, regularly. Yeah. And you got to raise the level and you have a, a much tougher test at more frequent intervals that better prepares you for the World Cup. And if you can get yourself to competing in Copa America at an extremely high level, now you're moving up the list and the FIFA world rankings with some of those teams. So where a Brazil is ranked in the top five, 
or in your and and uh, Argentina is in the top ten or whatever, and now you're beating those teams. Now you're in the top ten because I th- we're like sixteenth right now. Yeah, we're like in the lower. We're between fifteen and twenty. Yeah, which is not terrible when you like all things considered. Like that team is not that good, but to be ranked sixteenth in the world, that's not light, bro. That is not light at all. Yeah. So if you can push up into that power nine. And now you're in the conversation with a Germany, with a Spain, with uh, Italy, uh, Argentina, uh, Portugal. Like now, shit is looking real, real different. So yeah, if they can get in the Copa America, man, that's just like a no-brainer move. Um, especially with you know some and everything they're trying to do with this uh, MLS Liga MX merger. Like that's a part of the conversation too. Like y'all control all that shit anyway. Like yo, slot us in the Copa America. We'll help you out. You get some bread. We get some stiffer competition for our men's national team. Everybody winning. We all come up together. I'm here for it, bro. Make it happen. Okay. Um. So here's a tangent to that. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think that CONCACAF should make the Gold Cup a bit different of a competition? and send their top teams to Copa America, right? So, like, you know, your top Mm. teams in CONCACAF through the Gold Cup qualifying actually get into Copa America, and then the Gold Cup is for the rest of CONCACAF, like, you know, your Caribbean countries and, you know, your teams that don't make, like, maybe, we'll say the top three, just mm-hmm. to make sure that like Canada, Mexico, and like the U.S. always get into Copa America. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could work. I would have to see it like fully fleshed out. But yeah, why not, man? We got all these damn competitions anyway: the Leagues Cup, the Nations Cup, the Cop- the uh, Campeones Cup. Like we got all this shit going on anyway. Streamline it. Make it all make more sense for everybody involved. And yeah, it's it's a boost for U.S. men's national team level of competition in between World Cups. It's a boost for, um, well, not the biggest boost for Copa America, but I mean, it's still it's still a boost, right? You get more eyes um, in North America on this than you had before. So I just think it works out overall. Um yeah, I want to see it, man. Like, whatever the format is, whatever you need to switch around, whatever competitions need to be modified or eliminated, like, do it and get the U.S. men's national team into Copa America. Do it, do it, do it, please. Yeah, because not for nothing, um, honestly, not for nothing, uh, I wouldn't mind just getting rid of the Gold Cup entirely because, exactly. like, I think one thing that has been forgotten in this whole conversation is that CONCACAF has a Nations League now, too. Right. So, like, you know, turning Gold Cup qualifying just straight into Copa America qualifying. And then if you miss out on Copa America, maybe do like some type of expansion, like, you know, expand it like, you know, five or six teams or something like that, whatever you have to expand it to to accommodate CONCACAF. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if you don't make it into Copa America, like, you know, tough luck. And then, yeah. you know, like just supplement all those other games with Nations League games. Cause I mean, that's really what they're doing outside of Gold Cup qualifying anyway, you know? Exactly. So uh, I guess, like, uh, I guess that's it. 
Um, shot. Yeah, I think four. I shot them all today. Yeah, yeah, you shot them I'm all. Steph today, Curry man. with the shit. Hey, squish, squish. <laughs> Thank you for checking out Chop Soccer Pod Short Corners. For more, check us out on Twitter at Chop Soccer Pod and Instagram at Chop Soccer Pod. You know the vibes.